It will take time, but like, say it takes you five years. In yeah. five years' time, you know how to play the piano. It's like, yeah, yeah, you yeah, can't get that. Yeah. You can't take that away from you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you can serenade. Hey, and that's what you're trying to do. That's the, that's the, which, aim, and that's the end goal. goal. That's the aim. Yeah, that's and that's the, the that's, that's the end goal. That's the end goal. Theory shit. No, I'm yeah. just trying to serenade. I'm just that's trying to hit the keys. Goal. That's the aim, man. He just wants to be able to say, "I can hit the keys." That's all I he wants to do. I want to make one album as well. What? Just one album. You want to do what? I want to make one album, innit? Can I EP the tape? Yeah, you can actually. I'll EP the tape. I'll EP the tape. Yeah, 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 What's going on, world? Welcome to episode 71 of the Rhymes Like Dimes podcast with your boys Peter, Yo, Mohammed, Yo, and myself, Yemi. And we today we are joined by a special guest, rapper, artist, manager, community organizer, co-founder of Route 73, and marketing whiz, having worked with the likes of Tion Wayne at Atlantic Records. We welcome Asha Kosher to the pod today. Hey. How you doing, bro? Blessings, man. I'm good. And yourself? Very well, thank you. Thank you very much for coming down. Well, I'm pleased to be here, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> exactly. Local, yes, local, local, thing, local yard. things. So yeah, yeah. even better for you. Even better for you. Yeah, man. Thank you for coming down. Boys, how we doing? Hey, man. God is good all the time. All the time. God is good, man. Amen. Good. Amen. Amen. How's your week been? It's been working, chilling, reviewing, the, listening to the albums that we spoke about. It's been an easy week for me. Not too stressed. Not too stressed. Guys, watch Arsenal tomorrow. Hopefully we win. Mm. Are you facing? Leeds at home. Oh, Lisa, oh yeah, that, yeah, that's a dub. Don't put that easy dub. I thought that I saw us lose to Brighton at home. <laughs> yeah, but that was before. True, but yeah, before. I'm chilling, man. It's been an easy week. How about you? Yeah, man, all good, bro. Just work, you know, keeping me busy. But yeah, man, we give thanks, innit? Give thanks. Yeah, me. Yeah, man, all good. Work as well. Chilling as well, man. And it's a good thing you mentioned those reviews because we've just dropped two album reviews that are now on our youtube channel so check them out we reviewed future i never liked you and push your tease it's almost dry so if you're not subscribed to our youtube subscribe and you will see those in their entirety so yeah thank you for coming down asha again um congratulations are in order because a couple weeks ago you and the silhouettes project did their uh sold out show in uh the jazz cafe right yeah, that's right man. yes 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 so congrats for that uh, you guys will have to come to the next oh, yeah absolutely no, absolutely to, absolutely, to, absolutely, yeah. absolutely for those that don't know the silhouettes project is a collective of underground uk rappers and singers they came together in 2020 right yeah the album was released in 2020 but the project kind of started in 2019 oh sweet 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 yeah. and then you had your sold out show at yeah, the jazz cafe as well man i can imagine man. i feel like because in 2019 we were making an album we had this big um there was a lot of energy yeah we were, we were having events we we're having studio sessions everyone was getting to know each other and we created this project and then the, the pandemic came and so no one really saw each other for two years so it kind of paused the momentum that you we couldn't build. even yeah. do the album launch we yeah. as a an event we could we launched the album digitally but no one was together do you know what i mean yeah. so the, the jazz cafe show was really the first time where everyone came back together mm. and performed the album start to finish all of the artists or like near enough all the artists with a live band in front of a sold out show like it was there we go it was a it was a vibe man yeah i can imagine the best event that we've done so yeah man to a bigger audience as well so that must have been yeah. a very like Jack humbling mad, yeah. yeah man yeah man when you go in it's just like good vibes all the time um who exactly is in the silhouettes project Bro, there were 35 artists on the first day. Good, <laughs> good grief. And I know I'm going to miss someone off if I list them all off. But um, 
yeah, it's it was a it's it's not really a collective. It's more like a community of <laughs> artists, I would say. Um, and at the time when we first created the project, uh, me and my good friend Jaden Earth Evil it goes by the name of Earth Evil. <coughs> we we had a whiteboard and we drew a list of rappers, singers, and producers. Started drawing lines between them all of, of who we thought would work well together. That's crazy. But that initial list was just people who we thought of off the top of our head. So mm. it's not like we were approaching big artists or whatever. It was all just artists that we thought were really talented. Um, so that's who was on the project. It was mm. like people that were in our network. You know what I mean, people that we rated, people that we thought, oh, they're doing cool stuff. Let's get them in a session. And that's how it was kind of born then. Great. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, there's any who you, uh, there's any, yeah. who, who you, who you manage, right? Yeah. I co-manage any alongside, um, Pia Beats. Pascal. Sweet. Yeah. Sweet. Shout out to her and shout out to him as well. Um, Belka Bang, Lexamore, yeah. Manic MC, yeah. Earth Evil, as yeah. you said, um, it's, the list is endless, really. As you said, 35 names. That's when you actually say it like that, when you're listening to the project, you don't count, you don't account for the fact that there's so many different voices on there. But when you list them, it's like, rah, it's actually a community right here. Do you know what it is? I feel like also when you look at the tracks, you'll think it's just the vocalists, but actually the producers on that tape were as important as the, of course, yeah, yeah, the yeah, vocalists. Yeah, yeah. And like, I think that's why, you know, like, the, I always find that producers don't get the shine that they deserve. Sometimes you get like a Steel Bangles who's like, I am Steel Bangles, but mm. I can pay attention to Yeah, you get one or two like the J5s, the yeah, Steel yeah, Bangles, yeah. yeah. Even J5, like, I feel like he could be, I don't know. There's not the same level of Yeah, attention. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, so I think with the Silhouettes Project, we definitely tried to like shine a light on the producers as much so like where, as and where we could basically. Yeah, I think with producers generally, like Steel Bangles is an anomaly because he's just a big personality, whereas producers generally aren't because they're so used to being in the yeah, background. They don't want to be. <laughs> yeah, be as well. So still Bangles is kind of like special in that regard. But yeah, I agree. Producers definitely need Especially in the UK. I think in the UK, the producers don't get the shine they do. Because in America, you could reel off yeah. a few names. Whereas in the UK, I think because we were just trying to get rap established, mm, yeah. the producers had to take that back burner. Let us get through the door and then... Because before Still Bangles, was there really a producer that was named at it before J5 that we used to speak out consistently? I mean, shit, we saw with when we were reeling off the greatest producers in, in the, the UK. UK exactly, since, exactly. You know what I mean, 2002 or what? We were struggling up until yeah, about, we struggled yeah. up until about 08 or 09. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. It got really difficult. So I think producers are only now. But I agree with you, I don't think it's unfortunate in the UK the way you can't name producers the way you could. Well, also mm. you get like figures like, say, Dizzy yeah. or Skepta or JME who like were known for their vocals but they but they'll produce the beats yeah, yeah. big big facts big facts yeah. yeah and that's a skill as well being able to write and rap and Crazy. create beats as Get well to just done asap song he produced he produced the one with the rihanna oh, right. the, yeah the one yeah. the one rihanna's in the video Get to produce it's that sick. as well. Sick. I love that. Yeah, it's crazy. It's what you think about understanding as an artist like if you can produce i feel like you understand music in a different way absolutely yeah you can contribute to a session in a different way yeah all of that Sweet. Well, before we dig deeper into the conversation, <laughs> shout out to Spotify Massive, shout out to SoundCloud Massive, the Amazon Music Massive, the Apple Podcast Massive, the YouTube Massive as well. We're going to start with what we've been listening to. We'll start with you, Asha. What have you been listening to over the last week or so? Mm. Um, do you know what? I've been listening to the next Silhouettes Project. <laughs> <laughs> That's a flex and a half. There you go, there you oh, go. No, nah, um, I've been listening to... Um, that tune called Protein by Jeshi and Obanjaya. Mm. Do you know the tune? Yes, yes, yeah, yes. That tune is hard, man. I, I really rate what them them guys are doing. Very much um, so. The new Nux album, 
I've given that a listen. I think that Storm's track is hard. Hard. I haven't sounded yet. I haven't sounded yet. I haven't sounded yet. Hard. That Storm's, yeah. listen, Storm's is spitting on that one. Yeah, oh, swear. Trust me. Spitting, spitting. Spitting, spitting. There we go. Yeah, on, a, on a stunting thing, it's not like lyrical miracle, but on a stunting Just, thing. Um, it is the way that, I'm, and I'm not comparing him to Jay, but in the same way that Jay kind of stunts for fun, Storms is doing that on this it's side. It's like the I don't know verse when you're just Precisely. Yeah, 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 you're just like standing, the I don't know verse where you're just standing for the sake of it. But I like the Nux album, man. I feel like even just the way it's been rolled out and like how it looks and the presentation of it all is, is, is sick. I think they've done it really well. And I think it's a good reflection on him. And also it's through, it's not through, <coughs> Through a distributor, and I love mm. when an artist does that. It's like you're, it's independent. It's not independent, but it's near enough independence. So yeah. It means that a lot of the pressure is on him, but also the the results will be on him as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's looking good, man. So yeah. He's very much someone who's like from the from day one, from the ground up. He's kind of built that himself with his team, and it's kind of like a coronation now because he's done it his own way, sort of thing, rather than like having to rely on a label, or whatever. That's it, man. So yeah, you guys definitely listen to him, man. What about you guys? Have been um, I just done done a future album, obviously done a pusher album. I was sitting on Jack Harlow's album on the way here. Mm. I changed after two songs. No, no. <laughs> changed after. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Not for you. The golden child of hip hop. I'll be, I'll right be now, honest, I'll be honest with you, man. I gave you like three songs. Mm. I might want to go back to it. It was just on the way here. I was like, hey, Jack Harlow, let's see what he's saying. Yeah. It's not for me. It might grow me, but as a writer, the album's whack. Don't hold me to it. But that was mainly it. That was mainly it as well. I was listening to, listening to a lot of Jay actually. Went to the Black Album as well recently. I went back to Reasonable. Going back to, yeah, the Black Album Reasonable was the one I went to okay. the most this week. I do Jay a lot though. Yeah. Like I go back yeah, to you, Jay yeah. often. I go back to Jay often. This was, do you know what it is? It's just one, it's one of those things like, if it's just, you don't know what to go to, so he's a safe bet just to go to one of his albums. Mm. I'm not gonna do what he does. I go to volume one and two. And three, you know I mean? That's just childish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna do what he does. I'm going to volume one and two. You expect I mean, back. volume one bangs. Yeah, but you expect, I'm not doing that. Not going to volume two. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah, me. So that's what I've been listening to. What about you? Um, I ain't been listening to much, man. Like Push, been sitting with that still. Um, and there's a singer called Jack James. He re- produced, he released um, an EP called um, On the Rocks. So I've been sitting with that and I think that's fire. R&B singer, yeah. So check him out if you haven't. Yeah, I saw the tweet. Yeah, he's dope. I saw yeah. your tweet. Peter doesn't tweet often, so when he does tweet, you know something monumental. <laughs> and he, and he, yeah, 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 and he tweeted about Jack James. So I saw that and I was like, he's dope, man. Where yeah. you? Yeah. Uh, for me, the Push album, Futures album, uh, and I t- outside of that, not much to be fair. I, looked, I checked out the new. Um, there's a kind of house producer called Surya Sen. Surya Sen. Um, he dropped an album called At What Cost recently, and that was cool. Listen to that. Um, very. Uh, very eclectic, um, but you know, a vibe. And I also listened to a uh, jungle producer called Nia Archives. She dropped oh, an EP yeah. called Forbidden Fillings, and that was good as well. Um, so jungle heads, if you haven't heard of Nia Archives, get on, get on to her, man. You plan to sit on Jack Harlow's? <sighs> Probably not. I sometimes feel bad that I don't care for his music because he's such a cool guy and such a nice guy. That's why I sound it. He genuinely seems like a good guy. Yeah. Like, let me just give him the benefit of that. Yeah. I'm just not interested, man. He's blowing up though. He, oh, fully. No, he's yeah. out fully. here at this point now. Is he a plant? I don't know, man. Ah. I, I actually worked his stuff when I was at Atlantic, but the, the track was popping. I don't know if you remember that. Track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like yeah, 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 his yeah, low yeah, up yeah. tune, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's, he's getting, he's on the, like he's- I couldn't work yeah. him out at that point. I was like, I don't really get it, but like- <laughs> I still feel like that with him though, bro. Like, I just don't get the appeal. Girls love him, man. Yeah. Girls yeah. love him. Yeah. Black women as well, they love him. Yeah, because he's like women love him. He's a nice person. Like, yeah, and he's cool. He's genuinely a nice yeah. guy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. He's cool, yeah, he's yeah. suave, he's got good intentions. 
know what I mean? So it might necessarily lend itself to the music, but you will probably tolerate the music a little bit more because you like the guy. One thousand percent. Yeah. So it's probably that with him. I might go to it, but I've seen a couple of tweets saying it's horrible. So I don't know. Horrible. Horrible. Yeah. yeah someone yeah. someone said I think someone said Pharrell gave him a beat out of a trash kind of side like that. Yeah. Sean C, who's a YouTuber, he said that the album's it's probably the worst thing he's heard all year. Um, so wow. I don't even know. I don't even know. Come I'll get to it when I get to it, if, if I get to it. I'm going to listen to it today. I genuinely want to sit on this album. I'm going to force myself. Fair enough, man. I want to go in with an open mind. No, you don't. Before I become Peter. Why are you looking at me, bro? Before I become Peter. Before I become Peter. I yeah, want to go, yeah, do you know what I mean? Because before it goes too far, next thing I know, I'm I mean, listening to Albert's I mean, you're getting oh, there. It's 2012. Okay. I'm, I'm trying to, do you know what I mean? So before it becomes that, I've listened to Dirk's album, gone through Baby's album. Let me sit on Jack Harlow's now. So Ashraf, because you don't know, there's a running joke that amongst us three, the old head in the crew is Peter because he hates the new generation of rappers. He hasn't listened that's to anything. He hasn't listened. He hasn't. But this, 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 this is true. Nice. Anyway, um, you know, and he, he hasn't listened to anyone before 2015. So that's basically it's the, the thing. And I don't want to become that. I mean, it's, it's been perpetuated and sometimes it's right. Sometimes it's accurate, but it's cool. Actually, you mentioned the silhouettes, the second silhouettes project. Yeah. When is that coming out? Don't, don't hold me to it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said it on stage at the event. And then okay. everyone asked me, I had to say, I said, I'm going to say September. 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 Yeah, yeah. It's basically done, but it's like the hardest part is the last, yeah. the mm. last little bit. Do you know what I mean? So is everyone like, coming back from the first album or is it? No, it's changes, like mix, drops and changes. Uh, some old people, some new people. Um, it's going to be fucking banging there. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if I'm allowed to swear on the nah, no, no, good. Oh, you're good. Do your thing. Do your Go through. I feel like everyone has just taken their craft a lot more seriously since the last tape. Like the last tape, bear in mind, any had no music out when it was made. <laughs> the Silhouettes project wasn't out, obviously. Bare artists hadn't put their projects out that were in our community. So it was made on blind faith. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's make some good music. Just and trust. Obviously, it's done what it's done. And I think now people are coming into it with a bit more of a right. This isn't just, it is what it is. I, I want to make my best piece of music. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just like, natural growth. Yeah, friendly competition in it. It's not mm. like no one's getting at each other, but everyone wants to better the, the next Because you want to, yeah, 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 it goes like that. Yeah, yeah. Only, it only helps grow the project and only helps grow them as artists. That's it, man. Who, who are some of the artists that will be on this? Um, you like to say? Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to remember. <laughs> no, no, no. We got we got some. It's like Frankie's doing Harvey Gunn. Oh, nice. It. Okay. Got, um, Koji's dropped a verse for us. Okay. This tape. Um, let me not say too many more. I say no more. Two good names, man. It's, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, good, yeah, man. Yeah, like, yeah. I feel like people have taken notice and want want to contribute now. Yeah, know? yeah. Oh, it's not like um, we're not like we we want artists on the tape who want to be on the tape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, just the natural. Yeah, natural. yeah man. Well, looking forward to hearing it, man. Yeah. Everyone be on the lookout for September. Sure you guys get the yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. please do, man. Please do. Please do. Please do. Yeah, man, everyone be on the lookout for that. Kind of want to shine a spotlight on you because, you know, you've been in the game for quite a long time um, and it'd be dope to kind of just hear your story, man, and how it started. Like, obviously you're a massive hip hop head. Um, how did that start? How did you find hip hop? How did hip hop find you? How old were you? Tell us yeah. the story, man. Um, I think, well, I used to like rock music when I was like nine, eight, nine and 10 kind of thing. Used to be a skater. Mm. And then there was a there was a change where like, I think even in, in one skate video, they used to make these skate videos, didn't they? Used to buy on VHS and watch it. And there was one skater who had like a hip hop track running in the background and more, more often than not, it's like a rock tune playing. Yeah. It's like a loud rock music. And then this one tune came on and it was like different. I was like, 
what's this like kind of thing I must have been about 10 and I feel like that was like the turning point where I was like All right, cool like there's a new kind of music that I like and I remember telling my dad's mate about it and he made me all these mix CDs of like Jay-Z, Tupac like probably Eminem as well and I just started that was where the kind of I started listening to hip hop and that was American hip hop and then I think Dizzy Rascal came out started listening to Dizzy mm. um and then I found like proper UK hip hop that was like something that I really liked. So like Jest, Kalashnikov, mm. um, Sway, like all of those. I don't know. It's different, yeah, 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 it's yeah, a different yeah, yeah. scene. That Roll Deep album in at the deep end. Yeah, yeah. Like, mm. It was kind of different as well at that time. Um, so yeah, I think that's where I started liking rap music. Myself as an artist, I think I just started writing lyrics quite young, like 14. I was writing lyrics. Um, my mum's, she writes poetry. Mm. So I kind of had that, and my dad, like, he plays bass in bands, and my uncle's in the band. So, oh, so you just there's a musical thing going mm. on. Yeah. Um, so you always around music, and it was kind of always going to be like the course you're going to take. No, I don't think it was necessarily the course I was mm. going to take. I don't know if my parents wanted that for me. <laughs> <laughs> it was always around you, though. Just yeah, it was always yeah. around me. Yeah, that's it. Man. Did you play any instruments? Um, I learned piano for a little bit, but I didn't really. <laughs> work out it's difficult man. I don't know it's all yeah. Yeah. ain't you doing that yeah I'm trying to yeah you're doing piano yeah, it's, it's difficult man yeah. yeah it's I don't know man I think like that environment of being taught how to play the instrument is not the fun part do you know what mm. I mean the fun part is playing with other people yeah. and the band and catching yeah. the vibe and I think like it's hard to get there without the yeah, lessons, yeah, yeah. but yeah. the lessons are awful. <laughs> Unless you really like your teacher. Yeah. Like I did have one teacher who I liked, who was like this, he's like some big cockney guy, like tattoos all out here, who's playing like um, like stride pianos, like rhythm and blues, old school rhythm mm. and blues, like, and that was cool. That was different, but mm. I think, I don't know, are you doing grades and shit or? Not yet. No, no, yeah. no, no. I think even just trying to learn has given me like a different appreciation for musicians. Because yeah. there's something that happens up there when you're playing, man. It's, I can't even explain it, but it's another level of genius. And I think had I not tried to learn it, I wouldn't be able to appreciate, appreciate certain musicians. Yeah, man. definitely, man. Definitely. I agree with that. Yeah. I think you should carry on though. That would be my way. <sighs> it's advice. difficult, man. Because I'm having to learn a theory as well. And I'm not really on that. <laughs> it would take time but like say it takes you five years in yeah. five years time you know how to play the piano it's like yeah, yeah, you yeah. can't get that you yeah. can't take that away from yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you can serenade <laughs> and that's what you're trying to do that's the, that's the, which, aim, that's the end goal that's the end goal that's, that's the end goal that's the end goal theory shit no I'm yeah. just trying to serenade I'm just trying to hit the keys goal. that's the aim man he just wants to be able to say I can hit the keys that's all he wants to do I want to make one album as well what just one album you want to do what I want to make one album can I EP the tape yeah you can actually I'll EP the tape So who were your favourite rappers growing up? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it changed over time man Like I, I think In the UK I think Dizzy Rascal And Kalashnikov mm. Mm. Kalashnikov because he's from Stoke Newton And that was what yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I was like Gassed yeah. <laughs> I don't hear his name enough man yeah, He's ill he, No nah, you don't get it You don't You definitely don't hear his name enough I think he felt like he Was the victim of his own way of seeing things if you know what I mean like I think he could have done a lot more than he did in the end so that's mm. a shame for him um, Skinny Man as well that album mm. Council of State of Mind yeah. like, that's mad that project is just crazy like they, they did that with the resources that they had at the time <coughs> and that it, it and the story behind it as well I don't know if you know but like he he hasn't seen any money from that album ever so it got released oh, through, sure. uh, yeah yeah for a label that the guy then ran off of all the money 
And to this day, it's not on Spotify. It's not like distributed properly. So it's mm. this like weird cult classic album. But I don't know if you've heard this album, but yeah, it's banging. You should no, it's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. And he's doing um, he's doing a show yeah, for it as well. Yeah, isn't he? he's touring again, yeah. which is sick. Like it's nice to see that. Yeah, Kim's away for a long time as well, so it's good to see him uh, yeah, back uh, back on it, man. Yeah. I think in America, we were having this discussion before, but I think Nas is up there, Eminem's up there, Jay-Z's up there, um, Tupac's up there, for sure. Absolutely. I think you can't go wrong with that, that list of names. <laughs> yeah. So that list, yeah, for sure. But from that list, it seems as if like you have a real like respect for like the art of rapping and the craft as well. Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Going back to the tune that you heard on the skate video, do you remember what tune that was? Yeah, Gangstar full clip. Chase, Chase. Mm. Yeah, I remember. That's, that's Yemi right there. <laughs> that's boy. Yeah, yeah, man. Okay, Yemi just yeah, moved his hand yeah, like this. Yemi even said, "Yemi's hand went like this." Yemi gives one of those. Guru, I feel like is one of the most slept on rappers, and I think more respect needs to be go his way. It did though. Full clip is a banger. What? No, it's a banger. It's a banger. It's just the way you moved it, and the boom boom. The way you just moved it. I hear that, man. So when did you start like properly like making music? Um, well, I was writing from when I was like fourteen, and then when I went college, I must have been seventeen. I met a producer who I still work with today, but he makes drum and bass now, um, and he does all the mastering for the root um, organization. And we started making music together and recording in in the the college like studio or whatever um and that was my first real like attempt hmm. <laughs> and i've listened to that tape and it's not good <laughs> it's not good um so yeah that was the first attempt then i went to uni and up in leeds and like in leeds at that time there was there weren't really that many rappers i felt like suddenly i was like people are shouting me for shit, come and do shows. Like there were promoters, promoters were the people in it. There were better promoters trying to do events, parties, like, and they always needed an MC. So I was just getting booked for a show. Like I supported the far side in in Leeds. Like, Mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. one Mm. K Coke, fucking mad artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Having this like little buzz of like two years of just getting booked for shows Mm. um, and releasing music and that was where it kind of became serious. When was this? Roughly. 2000, between 2012 and 15. Okay. Yeah. <coughs> so it's a long time ago, man. Like I've been making music for 10 years, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But like, I think I took it seriously at that point. And then when I came back from uni home, <coughs> I realized like what I was missing and what I didn't make the most of in Leeds, which was having bare musicians and like, resources everywhere you go mm-hmm. like there's studios there's people studios in their bedrooms mm-hmm. there's like leeds college of music there's this event here there's that mm-hmm. i just thought yeah that's calm when i was in leeds but i didn't really go out and get it like i was getting offered shit you thought it was a normal minute yeah 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 and i came back to london and it's like oh, everyone's just in their little corners making mm-hmm. music and it's like i just felt like not lost but like something needs to happen here mm-hmm. kind of thing um and that's where the roots of free idea came from like just trying to bring everyone back together a bit. So in Leeds, did you find that there was more of a sense of community versus London? I think naturally in it, like <coughs> it's a smaller city mm. um, and like even the music like scene is is contained within, well, the, like the student scene is, is, is contained within like a few blocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone lives very close to each other. So you see each other's faces regularly. Yeah, yeah. I think the community comes from that and people mm. go into the same nights. Whereas in London, like you could be from Hackney and never see someone that lives in Brixton. Mm. Yeah. 
especially back in the day. Yeah, exactly. So with Leeds, you feel like it was you were there, it was like right place, right time type of thing? Because obviously you were supporting these big names, you were able to, I imagine, peep game from them as well. Do you think it was a, a, a matter of right place, right time for you in that regard? Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. I think I fell into like a good groove there, but it taught me a lot, do you know what I mean? I think sometimes you need a bit of luck <laughs> in, this, in this music career. I always think like you can be as talented as you want, but if you don't work very hard and also get a little bit of luck, then it might not happen. Yeah, it might not happen. You just need that <laughs> one break. As you like, but unfortunately, there's better other talented people as well. Mm. So. Now, hear that. What's one like moment or one or two moments from that era for you, from that time in Leeds that kind of stick out to you still and kind of helped you as, as, an, as far as an artist goes? Um, I got booked for this run of shows that we made into a tour. So that I got booked to, to go to do one in Leeds, then I went Manchester, then I went Jersey, the Channel one. Oh, right. wow. <laughs> and then I went to Brighton. So I like, yeah, I got put on a plane to go to- you know, Just flipped into you. Was, that was the K-Coke show. So I got booked to support K-Coke in Jersey mm. in 2014. I was like, <laughs> it's very weird. But, <laughs> but it was sick. And that for me was like, right, like I'm on a tour. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like, yeah. That was a real were you still dropping music at the time as well? You yeah, were... yeah, we had videos going out, but it was super budget, like, in fact, no budget video, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Boring a camera and shooting some stuff around Leeds. There's a whole, like, series of videos on YouTube somewhere of music <laughs> back then. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, and then I didn't really drop anything for, like, five years after that, because mm. I was focused on, on... Actually, that's not true. I did drop some stuff on, uh, just when I got back from uni, but, like organizing the community and creating Route 73 really took over for me mm. after that. Okay. Was that because you wanted it to take over or was it more of a thing of like, you've, you've taken on a new passion and it kind of just took center stage? I don't know, man. It just happened, I think. I think um, I've, I've been forever making tunes, so I'd never stop making the music. But I think like when you go on a different journey and it's, and it's being fruitful, you kind of think, I right, where where am I best place to put my energy? Do you know what I mean? And I think mm. you can't always put your energy everywhere. So it's like, I think I just thought um, I'm gonna place my energy here. And also, I think it actually came from an understanding that like being an artist is not easy. So mm. I think it might have been me trying to avoid the struggle a little bit. Yeah. But did you know? I don't mean to cut off. Did you know you were gonna always come back to music? Like well, when like you I've always that. secretly wanted to make music, and I think now I'm in a sweet spot where it's like I don't necessarily have to have all the pressure of. I'm gonna make it as an artist, like, or I'm gonna be a career artist or be super famous or whatever. Yeah. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's not really about that. It's more mm-hmm. about like, I love making music. That's why I'm in this whole thing originally. So let me not forget that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that, otherwise I'm, I'm not being real to yeah, yeah. myself. So you don't feel like you need to balance the two? Well, I, w- I still consult for major record labels yeah, and I go into the <laughs> office and discuss these campaigns, but then I'm dropping tunes on my Insta and people are looking at me like, this <laughs> <guy."> <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But fuck, like, who cares? Yeah, like, yeah, I mean, Jack of all trades, man. Yeah. yeah, there's no, there's no reason that I shouldn't be doing it. And actually, you speak to the people at those labels, and half of them want to make tunes as well. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like no one goes into the, their career thinking I want to do digital management mm. for record labels. Like they want to, they're a DJ or they're a producer or something. Mm. So and it's always there. Yeah, it's always in there. Yeah. That makes sense. Were you so, able to maintain any sort of relationships with the artists that you opened for? Or build any sort of relationship. Like in Leeds? Yeah. Nah. Nah, not nah, at all. Like, yeah. I spoke to KRS, mm. which was like, obviously, I was just gassed at that time. But I was young, man. I was like 21. So yeah. So, you know what I mean? Um, 
Kay Koik, I spent a very brief moment with, like, but no, not really. No, okay. Not really. Damn. Is what it is. Yeah, yeah. What it is if man. I'd known, that's what I mean. I don't think I made the most of those moments. Mm -hmm. That's what I was getting at. It's like in Leeds, these opportunities were coming and it was just like, I was excited, but I wasn't thinking, how can I use this to my advantage? I wasn't using social media to the best mm -hmm. of my ability. Like I wasn't. It was still so new to you as well, though, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know what doing a show for Farside really meant. You know what I mean? Whereas <laughs> yeah. now it's like you can shout about that a lot more and create mm -hmm. a whole moment for yourself out of it. So, so what would you do differently? Or what would you tell younger you? I think I would just be like, you need to, you need to take a second and appreciate it. Don't just be excited, like appreciate this moment a bit, a bit more and make sure you get some time to speak to the, the artist because yeah. you could probably learn more from them. However much, however much you post on social media or whatever, like get more followers. But if you have a good conversation with an artist, mm -hmm. like that can change your whole year. You know yeah, what I mean? You can yeah. learn a lot. And I don't think I really, if I went into a conversation with them, I was being like, I fucking love you. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Can you drop me a little bit of knowledge? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's what I'm okay. change. Yeah. Okay, so you're back in London. Um, what led to the curation of Route 73? I think it was mainly the feeling of like, everyone being in their own little pockets and feeling like, wanting to work in the music industry, but feeling like everyone is just pitted against each other. And that's like, just how it is, like it's competitive. So I found myself watching other people's numbers on SoundCloud. <laughs> this is before, I think it's even before Spotify came out, potentially, I don't, I can't remember. So there's like the SoundCloud era where yeah, like, yeah. There's, a, there's an underground kind of bubbling, you got Koji Radical, you got that's Sims, you got Nux, those type of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And just feeling like people are just yeah in their own little pockets and feeling like potentially we could do something um, to unify that. So I started making tunes with a good friend of mine called Maya, um, who's also from Hackney, and he like invested in some studio equipment. And so we were just pitching up at his mum's flat in Finsbury Park, just making beats. And then we came up with a name. In fact, do you know what's funny? Johnny came up with the name. <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> Shout out Johnny. Big up Johnny, Shout man. Big up Johnny Vivas. <laughs> let me just give him his pop. <laughs> Shout out to him. Johnny. So yeah, he came up with a name. <laughs> um, and when we came up with a name, yeah, it was like, okay, this actually feels suddenly a bit more than just production. Because at the, at, the, at the start, it was just me and my mate making tunes. And then when we heard that name, we were like, wait, this feels bigger than that. So like what could it be? And that, that's where the kind of community element of it came in. And I think we wanted to do something in music, but that had a social significance because mm -hmm. I think not enough, there isn't enough social movements in London anyway. They're all like, I don't know, everything is, in, we're always encouraged to look after yourself, be individualistic, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. every man for himself. And that's fine. Don't get me wrong, you have to. But I think also let's not forget that if you work with other people, you can achieve more and actually that <coughs> a power in numbers. You know what I mean? So anyway, that was the kind of like ethos that we were coming up with. We just started bringing people through to the studio, recording them and then putting stuff out on SoundCloud. And that was great. Like we had a digital presence. It felt like there was a bit of buzz. And then we were like, should we throw a, a party? So mm -hmm. we, we organized this event in, um, in Dalston and there were no tickets on sale and it? it was all on the door. So we had no idea what was going to happen. Yeah. It was like a complete shot in the dark. But it was at Dawson Roof Park, which is obviously a nice venue. And then it was just full, bro. And then mm. like there was a queue outside, like people couldn't get in. We were just like fucking this. Is yeah, nice. yeah. 
super like just gassed and um after that event we were like okay we've actually got something here so let's just keep hitting it mm. and yeah man just kept doing events kept releasing music and it kind of started to snowball like that so between when Roots Seven Three started and you had your first party, were you re- which had you re- released a lot of music even that yeah, point? Like 10, 10, 12 tracks probably. But that's like a six month period. Yeah. So it's not that long really, but like we were just the energy was there. You know what I mean? We were just like, let's go for it. Yeah. Consistent. And obviously it was enough to garner an audience and sell out your first event as well. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. We so, were baffed, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously running a party as well kind of been easy. Yeah, but it was sick though. It was well worth mm. it. You know what I mean? You get a lot of energy. I think that's like when you're doing something from ground up, you need, like for you three, you need each other in it to mm. provide the energy. Yeah. Like mm. If you're doing something on your own and something goes wrong, it's easy to just sit down and be like, oh, fuck this. But yeah. if you've got like yeah, a whole yeah. team of people or audience, it's like- They just keep you on it. Yeah, they it, keep you exactly. on it. That's mm. it yeah. Has it been like an easy or difficult process trying to find like-minded artists that f- follow your mission and agree with your mission and align themselves with it? Uh, I don't think it's been difficult. I think. Uh, what do I think about that? <laughs> um, no, there's 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 a lot of artists out there that align with the vision. I think, and then I think it's just sometimes it's hard for us to make that choice, isn't it? Who do we work with? Because there are more artists than we have capacity to work mm. with, actually. So I think sometimes it's like hard decisions, really. Mm. I mean, you can't work with everyone. I think at the beginning, certainly it was more a case of us reaching out to people, doing a bit more A&R and like figuring out who to bring in. And I think now we're at a place where we've got quite a stable community of people and people feel like they're a part of it. Already, hmm. so. okay. how, do you, how do you discover these artists? That, yeah. How do you find these artists? At the start, it was like people that you follow on Facebook mm. and Insta, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, they're sick, let's shout them, let's mm. see if they'll come for a session. And I think slowly but surely, as you like meet these people, you see who they're working with and the network becomes bigger and bigger. Um, I don't know, man, like, I think social media really mm. is how it happens. And mm. sometimes you go to a show and you might hear someone or whatever, yeah. but yeah, yeah. more often than not, I think it's it's just, yeah, like friends or friends. Mm. Yeah. Okay. But who were the first artists that you were dropping tracks with? Um, I dropped a few personally to just like give us a bit of energy. Mm. I think Manic MC came through, he was early. There was a girl called Lily Casely. Um, there was a collective called The Soul Riders who were from Hackney. I had like Harvey White, who's still making music with people like Keep Vibes in here now. Um, yeah, man, just like, a few people like that mm. at, at that point. Okay, yeah. so still quite like, Obviously, you had Pi, who was local as well. Um, you had people who were very much like people you knew. Well, so so Pia was in Leeds at the time. Okay. We didn't cross paths in Leeds, but he went to Leeds, I think, the year I left. And that those couple of years, when I was back in London, he was in Leeds, we were dropping music with on SoundCloud with people that he knew. So when he finished uni, he came to the studio and was like, I want to get involved. And that's that was like 2018, I think, yeah. So when did Route 73 become a thing? 2016. 2016. Six years, six years. It's been a long journey. Yeah, I can imagine, man. And obviously, like for a lot of people, their entry into Route 73 is any. um, Because, you know, she obviously, you know, blew up um, and she's doing great for herself as well. How did that relationship come about? So Pass was working at Represent Radio and got sent Any's music and then DM'd her and was like, 
um, I'm going to add your tune to the playlist. Also, I make beats. <laughs> Listen to my yeah. beats. And then they got in a session and then pretty quickly um, he brought her to Root, at which point I met her. And that was like 2019, summer 2019. Um, just explained to her the vibes and then we just got cracking. And we just released her. We made the first video, um, released her first single. In fact, the pandemic hit just before we dropped the tune yeah. and then I remember calling Any being like do you want to go ahead and she's like yeah of course I want to go ahead but what do you mean I'm not stopping now just done all this work um, and yeah the, kind of the rest is history was that job. single Peng Black Girls? no it was He's Not Into You so that, into there was a single before that um, He's Not Into You <coughs> and that went out and that's what kind of got her noticed by a couple labels um, who then signed Peng Black Girls Hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. So by that point, are you managing her? Are you still? Just, are you just like handling her from the kind of, the kind of route seventy three route rather than the manager route? No, it was man. It was a management situation from from early. But Pascal was her main manager right. and like kind of brought me in because I had knowledge of the industry, right? Uh, yeah, and an understanding of just how to progress an artist's career from my work with Root as well. So um, it was like a team vibe from very early on. Then. Mm. Yeah. So, so as far. And he's and he's killing it, man. I was I went to LA with her. Look at life. Quick, quick flex. Look at life. Quick flex. Bro, it was mad. LA is crazy. Awesome. My first time in America, so yeah, yeah, I was just gassed. I mean, did you expect her to like get as much popularity as she has done? Um, I don't think anyone expected it. I'm not gonna lie. Like any's any's sick. I mean, you hear her, her music or her live like you know that she's got something special so mm -hmm. it's like clear as day for you to see but like i was saying like you could be super talented and not have that bit of luck and who knows what happens you yeah. know what i mean i think mm -hmm. pain black girls just came it was the right message with the right packaging at the right time and the right artist do you know what i mean and, yeah. and it became what it became that way, and that. rightly so do you know what i mean but there was nothing guaranteeing that so if you'd asked me before the tune went out is it going to a global hit <laughs> I don't know yeah 100% um, man and I think what's special about any as well is that obviously in the climate that we're in especially on the mainstream level when you have people like Avori and Dole and mm. you know people who do and present themselves in a certain way any come through quite refreshingly yeah. she's a yeah. bar as bar -er. she's rapping about what she wants, raps about positivity and yeah. all that yeah. she um, rap, rap. and she, she can rap rap as well so there's something really special about that um, I don't we rarely see that in this country we rarely see that in the UK so for her to do that and kind of in such a short space of time is like another short of great as well. It's I'd sick, say. man. And yeah, like she's got untold bangers there. So mm. more to come, man. More to come. Jeez. Yeah, bro. Looking forward to it. Is an album dropping soon? Uh, we don't have plans for an album yet, man. I think there's still like people forget she's only been around for a year. Very mm -hmm. <laughs> true. It feels like longer. Yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah. But um, there will no doubt be an album, but I don't think that's the next thing on the list yeah. for us. Yeah. Yeah. Fair lots of shows this summer. She's got a busy, busy summer. So That's good then. Yeah, I bet she's still got to work the last EP as well, right? The first EP. Yeah, that's still going, man. Yeah. That's what she's touring this summer. Mm. Really. Yeah. So, yeah, man. Yeah, that was a good one as well. Um, so yeah, shout out to any man. Shout out to, shout to Pass out. on the Beats as well, man. Pa pass yeah. on the Beats as well. Yeah. Also, did he produce on the, yeah, yeah. On the beats as well? Oh, yeah. sweet, man. Yeah, some good beats on there as well. <laughs> so... As far as Rue 73 goes, obviously it's a artist community, it's a label as well. Um, what have been kind of like some of the challenges for you as far as like building the label and building the, 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 just the brand generally? I think the way we set it up has made it the challenge as in we set it up as a non-profit organization. So it's, 
we wanted people stepping in to understand that we're not here to like abuse or extort. Ex yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's what so much of the industry is about that like we know that when people step into a, a label situation or even a studio, they're like a bit hesitant, you know what I mean? Whereas we felt like the non-profit element of it kind of just canceled that out. It's like you're coming into a space where any money that gets made goes back into the, mm. the whole thing. Mm. Um, but I think that that's made it slightly difficult because if you do do things for profit, it means that when the profit's there, it gets shared out properly and kind of people get paid properly. Mm. Whereas with Root, it's been very reliant on voluntary work. And I think that's been sick and it's what, what makes it special. But actually now that everyone's a bit older and that we're all trying to take this thing a bit more seriously, it's a real challenge trying to work that out. Like how do you transition between a community voluntary organization to a real, like not profit driven necessarily, but like a functional sustainable mm. business. And I think we're making those changes, but yeah, we're definitely like falling prey to our, mm ethos <laughs> yeah. Way, yeah i think that's interesting that's what's interesting about the industry in general like something like any success for any label might be like especially like a young up-and-coming label might be like a big money earner to people who might not necessarily be inside the industry but when obviously you dig a little deeper it might not necessarily be the case um do you find that do you find that people have like seen route 73 as this like kind of bastion now that should be doing certain things because of her success well, so we released Eni's first single under Root, but then Paying Black Girls was signed by Fam, yeah. who is basically Georgia Smith's label. And that decision at the time was like, we want the best for Eni. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. We, we didn't necessarily have the infrastructure in place or the funding to provide um, the means to do all the videos and all that kind of stuff. So um, maybe like the understanding is that Eni's success has contributed massively to to root financially, but actually the contribution has much more been about her flying the flag for the organization. You know, like she, she came to the studio before she'd released any music and mm. now she's still a part of the organization representing. Mm. And I think that's, yeah, it's as valuable in a way. So I don't know if people like, if people are waiting for the next, the next stuff from root, like they just got to wait a little bit longer because mm. there's a few banging projects coming, but they're still in the works, man. I hear that, man. How many artists, does root like work with um over the years hundreds but i'd say at the moment there's probably like eight or nine that are kind of using the studio on a regular consistent and yeah producing projects <coughs> yeah okay who are they uh so earth evil manic mc myself purple cloud any uh joe beard hmm. um and then there's a few development artists as well that are just kind of stepping into the scene a little bit. So. Sweet. So how was your like kind of consultancy work with all the other labels kind of helped your like your brain as far as like trying to run route? Um, it's helped a lot, man. I think it's kept me plugged into the scene in a way. So I think without it, it would have been like much harder to to really have an impact on something like a Silhouettes project or or, or any. To really offer tangible advice um but yeah no I, I took an internship at warner in 2018 and then kind of worked my way up through the label system and i think it's led me to just see all the aspects of how a campaign is run so now when it comes to finding and developing an artist it's like 
I kind of just know what to do mm -hmm. almost with my eyes closed. It's like, these are the assets we need. We need the press shots, the video, like, etc. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's really how it's helped. But also like the music <coughs> industry is small, man. So if you spend a little time working in a label, you're going to come into contact with people just then like, yeah, and then in a couple of years time as well, you're going to see them again and they're doing something else. They're working with a different artist. Or, yeah. Yeah. So, so what does way. consultancy look like versus being an A&R? You can be an A&R consultant. Okay. So consultancy is just the term for work that's not full-time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, I was doing marketing full-time and that's like nine to five. You go to the office, you're there all the time. You get given a roster of artists and you plan out their campaigns. That's mm -hmm. what my job was. And then now as a consultant, labels will ask me, do you, what will you do this album for us? Or will mm -hmm. So the Koji Radical album, for example, mm -hmm. Atlantic, when I left Atlantic, they were like, do you still want to do Koji? Okay. And that made sense, but that was on my, kind of my terms a bit more mm -hmm. and a bit more, I had a bit more control over it. Plus I'm only doing one artist. Mm -hmm. um, so that's what the consultancy thing looks okay. like. And it's the same role, nuts and bolts, but mm -hmm. actually I just do less of it. Yeah. Did you work on um, Tion and Russ's body as yeah, well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a mad, mad, that was, yeah. <laughs> what was that like? <laughs> Oh, is this a safe space? Oh, well, I mean, come on. Always, <laughs> come on, always. always. We're the safest space on the internet, mate. Yeah, that was, uh, it was life-changing. I'm not going to lie. That whole experience okay. was fucking crazy for me because it's like, it was life-changing for them as well. Do you know what I mean? So being a part of it was just mad. But Because um, Body went number one, didn't it? Yeah. It was out of here, bro. Body First was UK like drill number one. Yeah, yeah, Body was crazy. But also it. number one in like Italy and mm. Australia and shit. You know what I mean? It was crazy. And then the remix came and obviously like, got rd on it and that bit of rd's verse blew the song up on tiktok mm. and it became what it became but <laughs> like there were so many different points in that whole thing just because like kind of the label and artists were not really they weren't in agreement on what should come first and how it should be done and how the remix should be done and it was all happening so quickly mm. that like it was mad stressful <laughs> um, and i was in the middle of it as a marketing manager you're like speaking to the label, the artists, you're speaking to the artist managers, the video people, the artwork, you're making sure the track goes live on time. Normally you've got weeks and weeks to do that. You're doing it like you're planning. But with body, it was like, fuck it, I'm shooting. <laughs> 24 hours. Yeah, 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 24 yeah, yeah, yeah. hours now, like, yeah. Um, yeah, we like, we, he dropped a, for the remix video, I'll never forget, like he, he said it's coming out at 8.30, <laughs> but, that day we're still editing the video in the grading house in central london and 8 is approaching it's approaching the person then we miss 8 it's like <laughs> what can you do like, what can you do me, yeah. like, then was yeah yeah, yeah. can't get any worse <laughs> put the tune out at like 11 or something like that it went live at 11 pm yeah. bloody hell um so it was a mad sweat but but obviously happy days in the end like, yeah, they didn't they was that difference ultimately was that the biggest song you was part of like you've been part of, yeah. would you say that's the biggest song? Yeah, definitely. I mean, like I've, I've been, I've assisted on some big, uh, like other big songs, but I'd say that that one's like, yeah, not just in terms of numbers, but I think impact wise, like that's the biggest song, yeah. Have you ever assisted or consulted on a project or a song that you weren't really feeling? Oh, bare times, man. You have oh, for real? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Not consulted. But I think I've I've worked on on tracks that like mm. I wasn't wasn't necessarily mad passionate about, but you don't have a choice. You don't have a choice. And actually, those songs like contribute to the to your learning. You know what mm. I mean? You learn from those experiences. Mm. I think 
Yeah, yeah, Does it affect often. your artistry in any way as well? Yeah, definitely, man. I think I was going to say that earlier. I feel like working in the industry and being at a label definitely affected like my even desire to make music because I was mm. kind of like, you're, you're sat at your desk, yeah, and there's just speakers playing pop music all day. Mm. And it's like, I'm sure that's affecting my brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you got to go later and try and write oh, some bars. Oh, fully. The yes, yeah. and then you don't want to. I remember getting the tube home and I didn't want to listen to music because mm. I've been listening to music all day, so I'm mm. on the tube and I don't even want to listen to my mm. own tune. So, it's where's the inspiration coming from? Yeah, just yeah, listen yeah, to yeah. do all day, <laughs> but like since it happens, man. since um, working from home during the pandemic and then since going freelance, I've definitely like found that love for it again and yeah. started listening to all the old albums and all that kind of stuff so mm. yeah man. is that what's kind of coincided with you kind of i suppose returning to music yeah, in, in, yeah, yeah. in in a respect um yeah, this year definitely man i think having more time during the pandemic like i just started creating more getting mm. into the studio with my friends and making tunes and then i saw there was suddenly a tipping point where i had enough that i was like oh shit like, it's a project here so i think um and then since going freelance i've had way more time to make the videos to plan everything out to take it a bit more seriously so it's been a it's been a slow process but i've been in, intending to do this for mm. for ages yeah. <laughs> for so yeah. long so it's nice to be doing it man i can't lie man. Yeah, but just other stuff other stuff got in the way right yeah that's it man that's it but so so be it you know what i mean Everybody so you made the project yeah absolutely so you made the project of what during lockdown yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah i think maybe one song i had before so one song might be kind of old but Sometimes it happens like that, man. Sometimes you make songs and you don't you don't like them or you don't do anything with them and then you come back to them a few years later, patch them up a bit and, mm. and yeah. But were there some things while you were making this project that, you know, when you look back on your past of making music that you felt like you had improved on or you knew techniques you had employed? What was the think, creative process like? Yeah, I think um, I don't necessarily find it the easiest to write like all the time like I think I have to be in the right zone I have to mm. be I have to have something that I want to say I think what's different with this project is I was a bit more intentional about what I did want to say um, and I was kind of I feel like with age you kind of know who you are a bit more mm. so maybe you don't say certain things that you might have said before <laughs> and you said them in a different way and all that kind of stuff so I feel like lyrics wise that's probably the difference um, and then I think music wise the stuff getting made at the studio is levels, man. Like there's like some seriously talented people. And I think even partly what was holding me back was feeling like, can I even participate in this conversation? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Am I good enough, basically? Mm, mm. Um, you felt that way? Yeah, man, definitely. I think like most artists will, will question themselves at some point. It's like, it's the curse of being a creative I think it's like you're your own worst enemy and mm. you want to doubt yourself at every possible turn mm. Mm. Um, and I definitely felt like felt that um, so I think in the mu musicality sense I think everything is better now like the music sounds more full and together and thought through it's not just beats and lyrics it's like songs mm. yeah, man. was there something that was there a moment or was there something that kind of got you out of that mind state of feeling like you were inferior um do you know what it was? I was just working on everyone else's music. Mm. So I was that, the marketing guy or the, the organizational guy or the label guy, you know what I mean? And I, f I always felt like, no, fuck, I'm not that guy, bro. Like, <laughs> I am that guy, <laughs> I'm not just that. But I'm not just <laughs> that yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, So I think 
it was more just in my own head, man. Like I wasn't really sharpening my my tools. I wasn't really like practicing in that in that zone enough. So I think it was just a decision, really. It was just like, no, actually, like I am good enough, and I'm just gonna go for it. And as soon as you go for it, people recognize it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like <laughs> the songs aren't shit. So <laughs> yeah. basically, it's organic, isn't it? It's yeah, the way you've yeah. done it. And I think like hearing other people react to the music, say like any or even though I'm close with any, do you know what I mean? But like hearing her opinion of my music definitely gives a sense of confidence. It's about your peers first. Do you know what mm. I mean? If your peers mm. accept your music, the rest follows kind of thing mm. in a way. So, I mean, obviously you're a man of many titles. Do you consider yourself an artist slash rapper first before anything else? I think for now, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Especially now you're in, yeah. you're in, you're in project mode as well. I have to, man. I think like, um, I think that the community like activism and organizational aspect of what I do will always really be the priority. But I think at the moment I'm focused on on making my music. Hmm. How has like, has, has Route 73, while you've been making this new project and has it had any kind of like influence in how you've constructed um, the project? Um, well, like I said, we've been going through a phase of figuring out how we become more sustainable. Um, so it's, I don't know if it's had a direct impact. I feel like I've been figuring out Root and then working on my own music. Mm. But I think, obviously, I've made all the music at the studio. Mm. Um, everyone who made the, the, the instrumentals is from the community. It's like everyone who features on the tape is from the community. It's very like, it's almost like a Silhouettes project, mm. in a, in a, but with me on every track. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it feels very much like a family album. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. As well as your one. Exactly. Okay. It, Are you calling it like a mixtape, an album, a project? EP. 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 EP, yeah. yeah. But it's quite a long EP. It's like eight or nine songs. Mm. But who knows what comes after? I don't know. <laughs> I just yeah. don't know. I just have to see, man. How would you describe your sound? I think, do you know what? I would say like jazzy hip hop, yeah, mm. but. That's what I got. Yeah, yeah. but no, nah, but that's, there are three songs on there that like are not that. <laughs> oh, dig. They're just like a bit more, they're like 140 BPM, they're a bit more jumpy. Mm. And I'm kind of excited to see how they're received as well. So yeah, I think it's like, I'm gonna, yeah, let's call it jazzy hip hop. <laughs> that's what I, that's the feel I got as well. Like listening to yeah. the, the couple of tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I think that's, I think that's probably the most accurate way for people to understand it. Like, yeah. But if you want to go bar crazy, I'll take it. <laughs> if you want to go bar crazy, I'll take it. I can't lie. Yeah, bruv. So when you say 140 BPM, you're talking about gram? No, it's Is more it like, they're more, I suppose it's got a grimy element to it, but I think like I was making beats like my beats anyone will tell you come to the studio my beats are more like like jumpy american style kind of the baby bop on broadway that kind of hey, yeah yeah, yeah. Kind yeah, of, yeah. yeah. Si super simple but like just with a bounce and i think i took that and tried to make it into something that was a bit more interesting for the uk and they didn't feel like it was just American, if you know what I mean. So mm -hmm. I think like when I say one forty beats, that's what I'm referring to. It's like um, it's not necessarily grime, but it's definitely got a UK feel to it. Mm. Yeah, hear that, man. Sweet. So lyrically, like in terms of the EP, like what are you like? If you can, if you can share, like what are you yeah. kind of talking about? What are you kind of exploring with like your lyrics? Uh, I think, I think where I found my like confidence was talking about the situations that we're all in day to day and kind of the society that we're living in and 
commenting on that, man. I think that's like what I have the most to say about. So that's what it really is, man. It's like social commentary. It's always, always been, man. Mm-hmm. You listen to my old music 10 years ago. That's what it was then. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I think maybe I kind of tried to do something different for a little while, but actually mm-hmm. where I'm most comfortable is is talking about stuff that people can relate to. Mm. And where do you think that comes from? Um, my parents, man. Yeah. 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 My parents, they're like, they they love to get political. <laughs> and that way I was on the demos when I was a kid. Mm. Like, yeah, that's how I was raised. So I feel like my version of that, I'm not necessarily active politically at the mm. moment, but mm. I think creating an organisation that is free access studio, non-profit, mm. that's a political statement for myself. Mm. And then my lyrics are, are that as well. Yeah. So, do they you can do music, actually? They have done, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they like it. Yeah. They like it. <laughs> they like it, for sure. Like, I think they're very, like, open to to anything, you know what I mean? Yeah. As I was saying, my dad's been in bands, my mum writes poetry. So. Yeah. Yeah. And even on the kind of political slants i mean you did drop that systematic change yeah, single yeah, as well yeah, and you, yeah. you, you 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 were kind of addressing you know the kind of george floyd yeah, type exactly, of yeah, type yeah. of post george floyd kind of environment as well so i suppose it's, it's in you right yeah yeah 100%, man I, that was mad because i just there was so much going on at that time like i don't know if you remember but those few weeks were like really intense there was a lot going on very much yeah. a lot going on. there was a lot going on very and much. like that just came out <laughs> yeah. i just recorded it and then made the video and then put it out it was like that was my I don't know, that doesn't often happen. I don't know, I don't think that's ever happened to me before, but it was just like, I need to just write something in it. Just to get something out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you yeah. say you produced on your album as well? Come yeah, on. yeah, yeah. So what gases you more out of the two? If you write an amazing song or if you come up with an amazing production? Like which one feels you more like, yeah? Uh, I think I make more beats than I write lyrics, you know? Mm. So, all right, cool. Because <laughs> I always ask producers and rappers that, like, which one... If you have both that are perfect, which one are you more excited with? I think I'm better at rapping though. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think basically I can make a good beat and get it to a certain place, but then I can't do anything more of it. Like my my knowledge of how to mm. finish an instrumental is just not there. I'm not in I've I've never been interested in all the plugins that you can get for mm. for logic. And, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not like yeah. mechanically minded like that so I can make a beat but I can't translate it to something that sounds really polished and finished whereas with lyrics I know when the verse is finished do you know what I mean mm. so it's like I feel like for that reason yeah no, no. Yeah. so would you prefer to have somebody produce a whole project for you or would you rather do it yourself no I think having someone there is yeah. sick yeah I think this this project like there's a few producers who have sat with me and helped me through it mm. and I think that's been essential because otherwise it's like a lot man yeah i can imagine yeah, yeah it's a lot and like we often have the j cole argument i was actually about to say the same thing his own way sometimes yeah. so i can see how if you're talented in both fields you can kind of get in your own way you might start micromanaging yourself mm. and you may not know when to step away yeah so i was wondering if that might have been the same for you yeah i feel like the way i got around that quite early was by just sourcing beats from other people yeah. you know what i mean so i wasn't like it was never going to be like a kosher productions yeah. tape. You know I, mean? I was <laughs> yeah. like very willing to, in fact, I made some beats for the tape and took them to other producers to mm. finish. Mm. So it was always going to be collaborative. But um, I think the, like I was saying earlier on, like being able to produce and write lyrics, it m- makes you have a different understanding of music. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think like even the way you might flow on the beat gives you a different understanding of the pockets. It might 
you might have ideas for an instrumental that you wouldn't if you didn't know how to produce or whatever. So I feel like the two go hand in hand, man. Some of the greatest rappers in the world are producers as well. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, man. Who are what, some of your favorite rapper producers? Well, like- Or producer rappers? No, like Dizzy Rascal. I mean, they're, they're the same, man. Dizzy Rascal, he, some of his biggest tunes he made. Yeah. Mm. Eminem, mm. some of his biggest tunes. I don't like made. any of his beats, you know. Not the ones he produces. I know what you mean. There's, a, you can hear them. Isn't yeah, it? do you know what I mean? Really he produced "Lose Yourself," didn't he? Yeah, he produced "Lose Yourself" mm. like it's with someone else. I yeah. think Missy might be the goal. Doing that? No, Missy. as she's up there. She produced a lot of her songs yeah, but with Timbo, obviously. Yeah. But she has to be top five. Yeah, top no, no, she has yeah. to be. Yeah. Has to be top. Five. Jay Diller for me. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. Yeah, that's a good, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. You was holding on to that. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he had that in the clutch. He had that in the clutch. As soon as you asked the question, he had it in the show. Yeah, yeah. Jay yeah. Dillon and Ye. It's probably Q-Tip for me. Mm. Yeah, and Dillon and Ye. The only reason I can't say Ye is because well, Ghost Riders. Yeah, mm. you know. Yeah, that's the reason I've missed. He's ahead of Ye just because of the Ghost Riders. I could, if he never had that, I would have given it to Ye. But mm. when you write all your bars and you come out with what you've got, yeah, Missy's in my top three, man. No, oh, she, I mean, she kind of has to be. Isn't yeah. There are some mad, like people like Pharrell as well. We don't like talk yeah, about him yeah, much, yeah, but yeah. he has made, like he's had, I can't remember what it was, but it was like more songs in the top 40 than, do you remember? The, oh, there's a crazy yeah, 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 yeah. stat where he it's had like, like a whole year he had. Yeah, it was like 02 or 03. Like it was like 80% or 60% yeah. of, of <laughs> like, radio, of seven, US radio or just radio like, yeah, in general was, was 75% of was Neptune's the production. two years was all Neptune's yeah, yeah. of the radio runners that's was stupid. all him. Like, that's just a dumb run. Yeah. But like, he's writing the lyrics, he's making the music. Nah, he's definitely like, up there. He's, he's definitely got stakes. 100% man, that's crazy. So when is the, uh, well, first of all, what is, what's the project called and when is it dropping? So shouts to any for the name of the project. <laughs> Okay. So we got shout out any for Roots. Yeah. No, we got shout out Johnny for Roots. Everything we got shout out any for yeah, yeah. Gonna, <laughs> any for the project. If you didn't get it, but, um, <laughs> yeah, it's called Good Luck. It's called Good Luck. So I feel like everyone needs a bit of good luck. And also, mm. my name Asha means lucky. Mm. Okay. Um. So at one point I was gonna call myself Lucky. I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> but the project is, has taken that name, man. So yeah. And do you ask when it's coming out? Yes. Uh, I don't actually have a date yet. You know, I think I'm just gonna run with singles until it feels like. There's an appetite. Well, I feel right about it. You know what I mean. But it'll be, it'll be this year um, after summer. Okay, looking forward to it, man. And you've got a new single dropping out soon, right? With uh, Earth Evil. Yeah, right, right? that's right, man. Yeah. So the track's called Focus, features my brother Earth Evil, produced by whoever, and it's coming out May the twentieth. Um, yeah, it's gonna have a video. It's gonna be sick. Who produced on our street? Uh, illiterate. He's called Illiterate. He's so dope. He produced at the base. It was a crazy production. That's why. Yeah. It was a crazy production. Yeah. 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 He's very good. Yeah, he's dope. Yeah. Man. He produced at the bay um, on the Silhouettes project. So okay, 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 okay. And what do you want uh, above all else? What do you want listeners to take from the project? Um, I feel like just to understand me a little bit more. You know, <laughs> I think like if I'm being real, that's that's why I've made this project is to to be true to who I am a bit more than I have been. So I think if I can communicate myself and my thoughts in a in a true way then that's the result man i hear that man. For, man i hear that man because for a lot of people like as much as you've been in the game for so long it is a reintroduction in a lot of ways yeah. and for some people it's a, just an introduction period so it's kind of like a, it's kind of like you've got a second chance to kind of make a yeah man, a, a, make an impression i think also just like i guess it's been a struggle for me to get to a place where I want to put the music out again, or a bit like it's been a, you know what I mean? It's, it's been a journey. And I think hopefully I can 
inspire some people that are in a similar place where like they have a slight talent or yeah, something yeah, that they yeah, do, yeah. but they don't quite do it. And yeah. I'm like, if people hear the story, then maybe they'll be like, yeah, fuck it. Like Annie quit her job to do music. Do you know what I mean? That was inspirational for me. Mm-hmm. She quit her job when she hadn't dropped any tracks. Yeah. Like me and Pass seeing that, we were like, Jesus, like, <laughs> sick, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, sick, yeah, yeah. your eggs are in the basket. Like, we're going to run with this. But um, not that I've done exactly that, but I think it's like, it's that kind of... Jump. Yeah. Like, yeah it puts yeah. fire in your belly to kind yeah, of just man. pursue it even yeah. more, right? Yeah, when so you see like, people doing that, it has to, isn't it? I guess. Yeah. And I think, like, hopefully more people can... But people are too stuck in their things, man. People mm. need to just... There's only one life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the worst that kind of, at least genuinely, you know, like, why not try to reach for the stars on him? We, we live in a place where, like, we can do that for a little bit, I think. Mm. You know what I mean? Obviously, it's not the same. But I don't mean to say that everyone can just do what they want. But, like, if you have a chance, I feel like you should take it, man. Yeah. What's the best piece of, like, either life advice or musical advice that you've ever received? Um, brother, that's too hard, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I think, uh, I think just taking time, you know, I think, like, we're always me and so me and Jaden are always talking like day in day out about the project and so Jaden is Earth Evil, always talking and reasoning with each other because like what we're trying to create is quite intricate, and so we're always talking and we're always like trying to think about what the next thing is and how we push on and all these plans, and sometimes that's not the way you should do things, man, because like then you never appreciate where you're at and you never appreciate what you've done. It's always about the next thing. And I think, like, obviously, you have to think about the next thing because otherwise you'd be shooting yourself in the foot. Mm. But also, we always just remind ourselves just to take a second, appreciate where we are, and then also appreciate what's just happened before we start thinking about the next thing. Because if you don't celebrate the wins that you've just (coughs) had, like... What's the point? You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 And that's why Root is so important because it kind of flies in the face of the music industry in general. Like that's literally what the music industry is, what you've just described. Like, especially if you work for, a, if, you, if you're if you in a major label, if you're just like someone who's like more like commercially driven as an artist, you're always on that kind of what's next, what's next, what's next type thing and never really able to like take in the wins. Like if you're breaking records, you're not ever really to appreciate and enjoy it because you're trying to do other stuff. 100% man. Yeah. People, it's, it's a struggle as well. Like, you could have a huge song and then you're always trying to top that song, but you just made the fucking huge song. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, you yeah. Just, happy yeah. with that. You don't have time to embrace it as well, man. Yeah. It's just quick yeah. natured. Mm. Yeah, it's like when Real Madrid signed Kaka and then a week later they signed Cristiano Ronaldo. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's literally like that. You feel me? You lost that cinema from going to Neil Miller, but. Say what? Never mind. Don't do that. Never mind. Never oh mind. shit, what's the score? 1 1. Finish 1 1. The league's okay, done for them. One, yeah, one. I don't mind. I'll take that. The league's done for you, lot, though, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's not done. The league's hey, done. Hey. Uh, well, it's harder now, the anyway. It's done, bruv. If it's they win their now. game, it's four points with three games left. The league's finished. But I feel you. And if they lose, <laughs> they're not you. Anyway, it's techie. It's techie. <laughs> You'll be all right, bruv. You'll be all right. Me, you got a Champions League title. You'll be fine. From me, man. <laughs> Shut up, man. Cool. cool. Well, I mean. Dope chat, man. I mean, all the best with everything as well, man. We're definitely going to be keeping track of um, the, the new single and the and the EP to come as well. So, you know, definitely looking forward to that. We're going to finish today's episode with a fun topic. Um, we wanted to talk about, I mean, we all love food, right? Um, there's not one person in this room that doesn't. Um, but we wanted to get into food's relationship with rap and take it amongst ourselves to kind of name 
our favorite food references in rap. There's loads of them. Um, some good ones, some bad ones. But we're going to chop it up now. So we'll start with you, P. What you got? Um, I've got Method Man on ice cream off of Raekwon's Only Built for Cuban Link. Mm. Obviously. He's like, watch these raps. You can get all up in your guts. Really chocolate deluxe. This guy had a go at you for saying the N-word last time. And look at him. Yeah, bleep it out, man. <laughs> bleep it out. Yeah, bleep it out, man. But yeah, man, that's 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 one of my favorite. Yeah, that's eternal. Yeah. It's an eternal bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want anything else? No, that's it. That's that's all me. Man. I feel you. Mo? Oh, I've got one here. It comes for the greatest rapper of all time. Gunplay. It's <laughs> <laughs> when he goes, I'm at the round table. Where you see that? Where your plate? Where your lobster? Where your sea bass? Are you crazy? <laughs> you don't like, even eat sea bass, bro. Yeah, who hasn't had sea bass? Sea bass? I had sea bass a month ago. Don't ever like you know my life. I actually did. I genuinely had sea bass a month ago. I don't think I love. Come on now. Asked him, did I want it sweet or chili? I said sweet, even though it was optional. But yeah, that's my favorite rap, man. He crazy. Well, you're sea bass. It's the way he says it as well. Nah. <laughs> yes. I can't play body that verse if we're being honest. But that's my one. I hear you. Um, I kind of went. I reckon. No, you don't reckon he body I, that verse? I liked it. That was cool. Uh, it was, was cool. Body yeah. Kendrick, if I'm being honest, but I'll leave that alone. Body this strong. He body Kendrick. Not nah, for you. Yeah. Great verse, though. Um, I kind of went over the top with this one. Um, oh I've got Kanye West Last Call, Mayonnaise, Color Benz, I Push Miracle Whips. Mm. I've got. Uh, Rick Ross from I Love My Bitches. Am I really just a narcissist because I woke up to a bowl of lobster bisque? Um, I mean, you could be. Obviously, I've got Doom. Um, there's one lo- line on gas draws, call it in a million. I'll be chilling, still quick to slice squares like Sicilians. I know why you guys are laughing. It's <laughs> all good. I'm the president of the Doom fan club. I accept that. Um, there's also beef rap, obviously. Beef rap could lead to getting teeth capped or even a reef for my dukes and some grief crap. Skept out one. Come on. Skept out one. What, did he, what, uh, did what did he have in that freestyle when he goes? They said flow. I'll be. Nah, what was it? I'll be in Dubai eating a noble word to Domi and tea. This food tastes lovely. That's one. Well, that's, Ash's, that's Ash's one. There's another one when <laughs> he goes. Oh, uh, uh, was that, I had a dream about chicken and chips like an Egypt started chewing. Uh, no, Woke up, started swimming. Yes. <laughs> no, we'll freestyle. Yeah. The, well, I'll bleep his name out. But yeah. Um, yeah, bleep his name. Yeah, bleep his name. Yeah, I'll bleep his name out. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, that, that freestyle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, that freestyle. Classic freestyle. To be like Ace Hood one's cra- crazy as well. I can't mm-hmm. like. Ace Hood hit. I've got one more. Um, oh, big pun from Ban from TV. Champagne on the rocks, rock on a Fort Knox, Lazarus, shark saddle with carrots, pork chops, and applesauce. Mm. He ate a lot as well. You know, we've had fair. I'm just thinking Action, action Bronson. Action Bronson has loads. A lot, but I can't think of any. But mm. I was actually looking for Action Bronson bars as well because he used to be a chef as well. Yeah, so yeah, he's already got that too. He loves that shit. There was one bar. Up north till I find out he's a chef up north. Yeah, for real. Yeah, he had one line about like lion's neck. Like the secret ingredient was lion's <laughs> neck or something. Some weird, weird thing. But um, yeah, man, that was fun. Very, very fun. So salute to you guys for the choices. And Asha, salute to you for coming down, yeah, man. Big appreciate much appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, man. How can people get at you, man? Uh, you can find me on Insta. It's the best place. Um, Asha underscore kosher. So A-S-H-E-R underscore K-O-S-H-E-R. And if not, Route 73 or the Silhouettes Project. You'll find me there too. There we go. Looking forward to Man of many talents, man. Thank you very much Looking again for coming down. the projects man. dropping, bro. Looking yeah, forward to the projects dropping. Love, man. Absolutely, you absolutely. You guys are doing as well. It's been sick. Thank you, man. Appreciate, you. appreciate it, appreciate it. We're going to sign off now. Boys, any shout outs before we take the people out? Cleo Soul, man. <laughs> <laughs> bro. Try, you missed out on tickets. So upset, We missed man. out on tickets, bro. They I'm sold so out. Upset, they sold bro. out within yeah. seconds. Yeah, he's human. This guy, is so upset, and you thought they weren't going to sell out. I've seen everyone trying to get them. Bro, man, it's dumb. So disappointed. Are you big up? Huh? You're big enough, Cleo. Yeah, always. Listen, man. And inflow, of course. Obviously. Um, yeah, man. I was upset as well. Can't even lie to you. Yeah. Maybe not as upset as you, but yeah, I was definitely upset. Brilliant. But uh, shout out to Cleo Soul. 
Yeah, you know who's got a ticket? Who's got a ticket? Edit out. You probably name out, though. Anyway. Shout out that woman. I ain't got no one to shout out. Just good night. God bless. You don't want to shout out Giannis? Nah, I pray. You know I'm praying for Giannis. I'm praying for Giannis to the compo. I want everyone to know that. For you. And if Giannis wins, go trajectory. Oh, your basketball head, Astro? Yeah, I play basketball. I don't really follow it, though. I feel you. I actually play basketball, but yeah. I hear that, man. Well, I ain't got no shout-outs except for you guys, the listeners and the viewers. So thank you very much for viewing and listening. Big up to Drake's behind the camera as usual. Salute to you all the time, all the time, all Um, the time. Yeah, man. Thank you for listening. We'll be back very, very soon. But until then, stay blessed, stay safe, and peace. And Kendrick's dropping a classic. Remember I said it. (laughs) Bet.